What's up, everybody? We have 10 minutes here with Ryan Muckenhern, and we're going to do another highly, highly requested cartridge. I, I Maybe I've said that about all these, because all these are very highly requested cartridges, but, I mean, our doors have practically been beat down for the Nosler, the 28 Nos, uh, or the 26 Nosler. It's another popular one uh, that we've gotten requests for, but we have a 28 Nas between us. And uh, Ryan, you're going to tell us a little bit about it. So uh, where do we start with this? Can I say boy? something real quick here? Yes, Jim. please, Mark. So uh, as we talk through all these cartridges, we got the 28 Nosler, we got 280s, we've got yeah. the, the 270, which is essentially a 7. Like they're all actually sit, they're, they're pushing 7 millimeter projectiles. And my question is, and we're kind of talking about this kind of pre podcast in a way earlier. Did they call these things like a 280 and a 28 because people didn't like the 7 millimeters? So it was a way to name the same thing, but kind of make it cool. Like, oh, I'm used to hearing 270. I'm, oh, 280, that makes sense. That just sounds like the same but better. Yeah, SAE, phooey on all that metric crap. Is this just speculation? Where, where am I at here? Naming convention is always difficult. Because why is a 300 called a 300 when it's a 308? Why is a 7.82 Lazzaroni Warbird called the 7.82 when it's a 30. We don't know. Mark. I don't, we don't know. know, Ryan. Beats me. Okay. It, it even beats him, so. It, it seems like a um, clever way to to just denote that cartridge. Sure. Okay, fair Tw- enough. 28 Nosler. 28 Nosler. Or just Noslers in general, but yeah. 28 is here. Probably my favorite group of hypermagnums as a whole. Um, Hypermagnum? Yeah. Not so, even just regular. Yeah, not even just regular, more than regular. Uh, Rum-based Wildcat, maximum case capacity, maximum bullet weight, phenomenal cartridge. Not it's a lot a big, of... It's a big cartridge, and when you shake it, there's not much Morocco going she's on She's full. There. Yes. She's full. Really spectacular cartridge. If you are not a high-volume shooter and you want the flattest trajectory, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a commercial offering <laughs> in, in a rifle of any kind and any caliber than the Nosler cartridges. Talk about talk about flat shooting here. It's uh, like we've we've talked about some flat shooting things yeah. here. I mean, one very notable one, like the 300 Weatherby. Yep. Yep. Uh, talk about that now in in this case. So, modernized case design is we've touched on this a whole bunch of times. The 300 Weatherby and its counterpart in the Nosler line, the 30 Nosler, okay. are very close. The Nosler is a bit more efficient, slightly smaller package, nonetheless, you know, they're both powerhouses. I would camp them well together. The 26 and 28 and now 27 nozzlers do have contenders in other lines, but they don't do so with such sleek case design. So there's no belt on the nozzler. Um, there's no you know unusual things about it, no radius shoulders. Not that there's anything wrong with belts or radius shoulders, but it, by cartridge design standards, is very strong, very modern, mm-hmm. um, and maximizes potential to the nth degree. So I'm, I don't remember if this was the 168 ABLR or the 175. That's the 175 ABLR. Okay. And I've got a printout here, Ryan. Uh, kind of, Thank uh, you for your printouts. So Going over some of the specifics there. Uh, this is listed in inches, which I'm not sure why. But the loading, when Mark took the 28 Nosler, what hunt was that on? Bears? So actually, I took it on two bear hunts. So I took it on uh, uh, Southeast Alaska. Yep. Black bear hunt, yep, and then also to Idaho where we uh, shot it at long range, but we did we shot at rocks at long range just to kind of really feel her out a little bit, but yeah. we didn't uh, we didn't shoot at any bears with it. Take mm. over six miller radian at a thousand yards. That's about as flat as it gets. Oh wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yes, 
And I actually, think, what does it take? Six? What? What? How far do you get with six mils of six five crude? I'm trying to rack my brain right now. You get that's about, about ten one, ten two to a grand. Yeah, so four full mils. Wow. Yeah. So big difference. And then the payload difference is astronomical too. So with the Creedmoor, we're shooting a 140. With this one, we're shooting a 175. This is a monster of a cartridge. Yeah. I mean, this is saying uh, 1597 foot-pounds at 800 yards. Yeah. It's really, it's really not comparable to the 65 Creamer. I'm just trying no, to like put no, it no. into terms that anybody out there just listening right, right. has never heard of this one or thought of this one before would understand. But. So for a shooter looking for a cartridge that is extremely uh, easy to shoot with respect to trajectory, a 28, a 26, a 27, a 30, or a 33 nozzler is a great option. They're not inexpensive to shoot, though. And this isn't something that you would go out and you would shoot – uh, every weekend, all summer with, and expect your barrel to last like your old 308 or 6.5 Creedmoor does. Gotcha. Um, they're hard on that. I think for, like, if I was going to frame myself into into picking up one of these classes of cartridges, I would want a rifle that I did not shoot spectacularly frequently, but was extremely effective, mm-hmm. and in terms of trajectory, very forgiving. Low wind deflection, very low drop values, uh, super fast, super flat. Big numbers on, in terms of energy, mm-hmm. and when paired with the right bullet, extremely lethal. It's a really good cartridge, and, and I'm, I'm enamored with them. And they're they're extremely overboard, probably by a lot of standards, but they do a very good job. Uh, the rifle that Mark had was a Nosler M48, I want to say. It was, it was the M48 long range. Yep. Mm-hmm. And wasn't overly heavy. No, not overly heavy. It, it did have a break on it. Yep. Uh, recoil was... Very pleasant. Very pleasant. Yep. Le- far less than mm-hmm. my Kimber 308. Yeah, it was like surprisingly moderate. Yep. That is, yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. Yep. How fast is one of these coming out? What is the did post- we say on post- this 175? It's saying 3125. Oofta. Yo. So that'll do. Like that 300 Weatherby that we went over previously it was a 180 at 3225. Lower BC, lower sectional density. Much higher BC, much higher sectional density albeit a slight dip in velocity, downrange on paper, no comparison. 20, mm-hmm. 28 nozzle just eats its lunch. When you, uh, when you get a 28 nozzle, is it, are you better off just buying the factory ammo? Because it, it sounds like it's from the factory already, like, snoozed up quite a bit. Stellar stuff. And we've, we've talked about some cartridges where maybe it's one of the older cartridges, and now with modern case and powder and yada yada design, you can, you can heat them up a little bit, yep. you know, and really push their boundaries. Mm-hmm. Can you do that with this, or is it already kind of like, well, as it is out of the box, it's probably as good as it's going to get, or as hot as it's going to get. When I shake this thing, I'm like, case is full, Clark. Right. (laughs) I like that. Can't Um, can't see the line, can you? Yeah. (laughs) So if you were to to monkey with seat two depth and open up some of that case space in there, because that bullet's seated pretty well into that that case. It is. Oh, okay. It's it's a long ways down. So it's it's seated, seated a long ways down. If you were to move that out, you would you would gain appreciable case capacity, and then you can. I know I've got some friends in Utah that shoot the twenty eight Nas, and a uh, friend in Wyoming that shoots the twenty eight Nas. They do hand loads for them, and they do turn them up quite a bit. Really? Oh yeah. wow! Okay, and they're just seating that bullet yep. out further than monkeying with seat two depth, and then optimizing and maximizing like powder selection. Okay, but mm-hmm. the factory loadings from Nosler to speak to that stuff. I think we had that rifle all of a day, oh. um, maybe two. Yeah. Uh, threw a scope on it, went down to the range. I think Mark zeroed the round, rifle in three shots. Yeah. Produced a sub-half-minute three-round group. We threw the chrono on it, extremely low SD, um, extremely low ES, and the gun was just 
It was a hammer, dude. Yes, factory loadings. At that point, it, yeah. It, it's it's so good that I I mean, I do a lot of hand loading, a lot less, I guess, in terms of frequency than I used to. I'd probably just buy the factory ammo. Right. Well, yeah. and, and like you said, it's something you're not hoping to shoot. I shouldn't say hoping to shoot, but it's something you're not going to be shooting at a spectacular volume. No. And so, really, a lot of times, if you're talking about saving money, you really kind of have to be doing a lot of volume to start doing that. Yeah. So, really, unless you want to super monkey with it and you're just kind of an experimenter and, and whatnot, then yeah, if you like if you like changing barrels, um, <laughs> have at it. But it is a really, really, really good round um, for for the the Western hunter specifically, hunting things like elk, mule deer, bears, carries a lot of lot of uh, potential and promise. I feel like it does. it's a great long-range cartridge, and it also, um, I guess, for a lot of reasons, right? Not just, you know, trajectory or things yep. like that. But, I mean, it's going to defy the wind a little bit better yes. than some. I mean, it's it's going to do a good job. Now, I, I did, it did work when I was up in Alaska, shot a bear at, like, 230 yards or something like that. Did you the, recover a projectile? Beach. Oh, no. No way, dude. Through and through? Yeah. Yep. When did, uh, when did Nosler come out with these? So the initial drop, I want to say the first one was a 26. It would have been like 2015, 16. Okay, fairly there. recent. Yeah, very, yep. I mean, and yeah, because I really only started hearing about them fairly recently. Yeah, and then they were adding more calibers in there. So now there's a, a 26, 27, a 28, a 30, and a 33. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been wildcatted down to 6 millimeter up to 416. Oh, and, my and, gosh. Yeah, and, and possibly even higher than that. I'm sure somebody's put a 458 bullet in there because you can and yeah, great, great cartridge family. Did we cover quote the quote parent case of this thing? Three hundred rum. Oh, okay. yeah, he's yep. a rum based. Um, okay. But it is interesting how there's different ways that people can go about doing essentially the same things, mm-hmm. which in the end is obviously you know like going out and hunting or shooting and hitting the target you're aiming at at some distance. But we've talked about cartridges on here. I mean, in today's little bundle of podcasts that we did, we had the six five Grendel up here. Tiny little petite thing. Total opposite. I mean, let's Total just opposite. put it right there I mean, next yeah, to it. It focuses on super efficiency, light recoil. I mean, just getting getting the round there reliably, repeatedly. But you're probably going to have to dial more, all that stuff. And then there's the other side of the spectrum, which is just if it's within sight, you should be able to hold about dead on <laughs> yeah. and just pull the trigger and, and it'll get there. But yeah. it'll get there with a loud bang, you know, and a lot of drama on your barrel and all this, that and the other thing. So yeah. there's... There are there's so many different ways to skin the proverbial skin, cat. Skin here. the cat. A lot of mouse traps here. There are, yeah, yeah. But a lot of cat and mouse here. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, it that's very true. And where you draw the line between like sanity and insanity with respect to cartridges, I think that line gets pushed every time you try to draw it. Because for for however many people are out there and they're saying you got to have something big and burly like one of the Weatherby cartridges or the Nosler cartridges or something like that. Because I've shot this many deer or elk with mm-hmm. it, there's just as many people who are saying, "Man, it's all about having something that's pleasant to shoot. You can shoot it a lot. Whatever. It's highly efficient. It goes out. Maybe it's not this big giant behemoth. It's little. It's lightweight. But I've put down this many deer and this many elk and this many whatever with it. And oh, I, I talk know. out of both sides of my mouth all the gonna, time. With where one. do you what? Where do you end up? Do I, you do you like the Big, well, you just said your favorite caliber out there is the forty-five seventy, which is in almost even another category <laughs> yeah. of, of cartridges. But w- where do you tend to lie most of the time, Ryan? I, I guess it depends on my successes and my failures. So I had a three hundred Weatherby built for the Ultimate Western Game cartridge. The first animal I took with it was the smallest of the Western Game species, the pronghorn, and I shot it at eighty-seven yards. <laughs> <laughs> so the expressed intent of that that build was to be able to 
Uh, I actually built it more for mule deer. There, there was no distance too far with, I guess at the time comparing it to my capabilities as a shooter. As I've progressed, I've gotten to more and more efficient cartridges, but that goes both ways too. Well, I think a lot of it, if we're talking from a, a hunting perspective, it depends on the context of the hunt. Are, yeah. you, are you sitting in your tree stand? Are you, are you anticipating a max of a 300 yard shot? And, right. uh, you know, or do you need something that's going to be a do all? Doesn't matter where I'm at. Yep. Doesn't matter how far I, I mean, obviously there's limits, right? You know, but 600 yards, seven, eight. Yep. I need to be able to do that. Okay. Yep. Well, you might need a different cartridge. Correct. And yeah. because I have a problem and I can't stop getting new things, uh, I go, I, I kind of go both ways on it. My next build is going to be a 300 wisdom. My subsequent build is going to maybe be a 6.5 grand old bolt gun. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I have a, I don't I have know a, what to do with my hands. I, I have a muzzle loader that is, we were shooting it at a thousand yards the other day, thousand forty-five, and I have a fifty-four caliber patch round ball gun. Like, here's so the the, the Ryan is a, is, a, is a riddle wrapped in an enigma. Here he is. He's like, oh, the forty-five seventy. That's my uh, that's my go-to. That's my favorite. But I do need a muzzleloader that I can shoot at a thousand yards. <laughs> just you know that muzzleloader. True is enthusiast. So awesome. It is awesome. We'll have to almost even have a podcast on just that. But anyway, let's uh, let's hear where the listeners out there. Where do you lie? Do you like the big old boys like this Nosler, like the Weatherbees and stuff like that, or do you like the more small, efficient, you know, whatever the, the cartridge is like, the six five Grendel or the Creedmoors or whatever? Let's uh, let's hear it in the comments on YouTube or on Instagram. Uh, but hopefully, depending on the order you listen to this, there are multiple here. You can go back and, and check them all out. But if this is your final one listening with us, it's the final one we've recorded for this holiday special. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed these. Keep the requests coming, but hopefully we've worked through a good backlog of some heavily requested ones for you. Uh, thank you all very much. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. Bye. Happy holidays. Yes, Merry Bye. Christmas. Bye.